Hi there, thanks for tuning in to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. If you haven't checked it out yet, head on over to jhicksconsulting.com to check out college recruiting resources, consulting services, and Jill's exciting new membership site, Recruiting 101. We hope you enjoy this next podcast here on College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. Welcome back, everybody, to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks, and I am Jill Hicks, so we are going to get started today. Um, It's kind of an interesting topic, and that is what no one tells you about official visits. Um, I would say there's often a perception or you often only know about official visits from what you gather from maybe your club coach, or if you have other girls going on official visits from your club, you learn from them and, you know, hear stories and those kind of things. But I think sometimes official visits and how they go um, can catch uh, recruits by surprise and parents. And not only how the visits go, but all the different um, circumstances surrounding um, what happens in terms of the offers and those kind of things. So I'm going to touch on some of those today because I think they're, you know, really interesting and helpful for families to understand so that you have a strategy going into your visits as much as um, you can. So we know that um, uh, recruiting is a game in some ways. I know that sounds terrible after all the work you've done. And now you have to play a game of the recruiting process, but it really is. Um, and I don't mean it in a negative way. I just think that college coaches have their strategy on their side. So you need to have yours and um, so that you can play with confidence and um, to your best advantage when possible. All right, so let's dig right in and um, learn together about the situation. So number one, official visits, as you know, now are unlimited. And I think that has probably, in some ways, if you talk to the college coaches, um, they might be a little frustrated by that, but I wanted to speak to that topic first. So in the past, you were only allowed five total unofficial visits, which was plenty for recruiting in the sport of gymnastics. Um, So it's kind of a new thing that they're unlimited. They don't typically change the rules for the sport of gymnastics. It's usually for football, um, maybe even basketball. So it's hard to um, understand why they don't just do it for those sports, but instead it's easier for them to deem it as a rule for all sports. And that's what happened. So then I think as a recruit, you think, oh my gosh, this is so great. I can go on all these visits, especially if you're a blue chip type recruit. Of course, it makes sense. Visit as many schools as you can have fun, check them all out, that kind of a thing. Right. But I would say these official type visits unlimited. I have heard of a few recruits going on more than five, but 
most are not doing that. And I'm going to talk a little bit about, you know, why I think that is super smart to limit yourself and not see the unlimited option as a positive thing. Um, so I don't really have stats on this, um, but I can tell you as a person who's been around this sport for a long time and advised currently with JH Consulting, hundreds of recruits, many recruits are not taking multiple official visits. Um, they're taking more minimum type of visits, whether it's unofficial or official, um, really, it's only that top tier of girls, the very, you know, the elites, the elite dropbacks, the highest level tens that are really going on multiple, multiple uh, official visit offers. All the rest of you are called normal, meaning you may not even be as a 25, you might not even be receiving any official visit offers at this point, and you could land on the greatest opportunity out there. So don't panic. It really is for a percentage of gymnasts, um, the idea of going on all those official visits that you see on social media and all the glitz and glamour. Yeah, that's great. They've worked hard. They should do that. It's not a problem. Um, but don't see yourself as second um, fiddle or a person who isn't as valuable to a team if you're not getting all those offers right now. Some of you aren't going to come into your own until you turn the corner on January and you add in some of your upgrades and you compete level 10, maybe for your second year and you're going to shine. And when those schools, those big schools that don't give out all the scholarships in the fall, for whatever reason, you know, be that girl that can step into and that recruit into maybe some of those opportunities. So I just want to put that word out there. Um, I think one of the unfortunate parts of social media is just the facade that it makes it look like if you're not one of those people that it's not going to happen for you. And it's just not true. So keep everything in perspective. But if you are going on lots of official visits and you're trying to figure this all out, I'm going to have some, you know, information here for you as well. All right. Number two, official visits are so much fun, but boy, can they be tiring. So I don't recommend to even my elites who I'm advising right now to take more than three. Um, I, they do. One of them in particular, I had five visits set up, but she's gone on two and decided, you know, to commit and she's done. She had to tell the other schools that I'm done. I won't be coming. Uh, I can tell you this, the elites that I'm working with have gone on one or two visits. They're exhausted already. <laughs> um, Nobody wants to believe me when I tell them that. I mean, I think they do, but they're afraid to give up too many of their opportunities and they want to go, you know, on all their visits and timing them just right and all of those things. But three visits are a lot. And the way I look at it is, um, you know, you're meeting about 30 people on each visit, maybe 40. It's kind of like a wedding, you know, I compare it to that because it's um, tiring to smile, to stay positive, to stay up, to feel like you're um, 
you know, um, being kind of evaluated the whole weekend. Um, you're flying in and out. Maybe your flights are delayed. I had that happen to one of my elites. Uh, her flight was delayed into the university. Her flight was delayed going out. It just added a lot to the whole process. So you've got to take all of that into consideration. And so going out each weekend in September and October uh, really takes away from your own training too. So be mindful if you can narrow it down fast and make your decision. Um, I think it's very smart. So I know we're already in the midst of these official visits. And I know that you've already set your dates and all those things. Um, but it's a-okay to go on one, two, maybe three visits and be done and tell the rest of the schools, you know what, I've made my decision. I'm really happy with it. I wish you well, but I'm done. So if that's you, I just want to say it's okay. All right. Um, number three, coaches can and will overcommit their scholarships. So I've spoken to some even this week. Um, that's their prerogative, college coaches. If they have maybe three scholarships, they might commit five of those offers in the first uh, weekend and to five different girls. And then it's kind of first come first serve. So hopefully um, they're being honest with you. You can ask those kind of questions. How many scholarships do you have? How many offers will be out there? How much time do I have if they make you a verbal offer? Those are the kind of questions you really want to be asking because you are playing the game as much as they are. So basically a college coach is not overcommitting their scholarships to be mean, to be deceitful, those kind of things. What happens is they know that if they don't do that, they might end up with nothing because they don't know how many are going to commit, and especially if they have a lot of scholarships, you know, um, there's all different variables to it. So just know that even if you get a verbal offer, it might not stand after you get that offer that day. They might move on because somebody calls them and says, I'm ready to commit. And if you're saying, I'm not going to be ready to commit for a month, they may or may not hold that scholarship most of them will call you. If they have verbally committed that to you, they'll at least call you and say, look, I, we only have one scholarship left. We've had a lot of girls commit. I know I've offered it to you, but I have somebody ready to commit. I know you're not ready. I only have till tomorrow, for example, or four more days or a week or whatever it is. Usually they'll give you a call. They won't just slip you know, a, a fast one on you and say, sorry, you know, I know I committed this to you, but I can't keep it now because somebody else has said yes. But those are the kind of things you have to be aware of. Those are the kind of things you have to understand so that you can be in strong communication with those coaches that have verbally committed to you, but you're still on other visits. And that you know, hopefully, what your parameters are within that verbal offer they've given you. That's what I'm trying to say. All right, number four, college scholarships and recruiting, like I said, is a game on both sides. So the college coaches develop a strategy 
each year with how they're going to do it. And it might be different one year from the from another year. So what you may have heard through the grapevine might be different this year based on what happened last year. So keep asking the right questions. Like I said, the key is strong communication from athlete to potential uh, college coach. And, you know, don't be afraid to really get into the nitty gritty of asking maybe questions you think might be too aggressive or too personal. Um, you know, if you ask with the right attitude and you're asking it because you're trying to do your best job on your end of strategizing, they understand that. So just remember it is a game on both sides. Number five, you may only be offered a year by year scholarship versus a four year, multiple year scholarship. What does this mean? This means that sometimes the college coaches may want to see more um, of you when you arrive. And for whatever reason, they might not have seen enough in your videos, in your, for whatever reason, injuries. Uh, you know, elites don't compete a lot. So if you've struggled in your meets, even though you were an elite gymnast, they may be like, you know what? We want to wait until this girl gets on campus and competes a little before we offer a multiple year scholarship. And that's their prerogative. So don't see that as necessarily a negative that you still have to kind of prove yourself because if you're an elite gymnast and you're coming ready to commit and work hard and make the lineup on all four events, then, you know, see it as a challenge instead of something negative. You can also ask questions about why, why um, not a multiple year opportunity scholarship for me. Um, and sometimes they'll change it if they know you want to commit. So, you know, communicate and ask questions. I think that's really important. Number six, you may be asked to decide on a scholarship offer within a very short period of time. And maybe you haven't even fin finished all your official visit um, official visits. That can happen. That's their prerogative. That's part of the game. That's part of the situation. So you have to really do your research, do all as much communication as you can prior to your visit. So if that happens to you, you can be ready to pull the trigger. If not, you can ask for more time, but that's part of recruiting. So that could happen. You can always ask for more time too. Um, so keep that line of communication open. Don't be afraid to talk about what you're feeling and um, don't be afraid to um, also, if you feel good about it and you had a visit and you loved it, even though you don't get to see the other schools, sometimes that's enough, you know, to say yes, faster than you thought. Number eight, a college coach could make you an offer of a full athletic scholarship and then you get a phone call. Oh, I already mentioned this kind of that they are done. So you might be thinking um, or wondering why all your visits are, um, you know, moved towards the end of October and even into November you could be a college coach's safety plan. I just want you to realize that, that that doesn't mean you're um, not going to be as important once you arrive to that campus and that becomes your school choice. 
they're trying to just look at all scenarios in the beginning and figure out which athletes are going to come in and make the best impact, but the quickest, but you could also rise up and become, you know, one of their top tier, um, athletes on their team because they don't know you as well as they thought, or you're healthier than other people. So don't see it as something negative. If you're not getting visits until maybe the end of October or even into November. Okay. That's one thing I want to encourage you to remember. Um, but yes, you could also get a verbal offer and then they pull that from you and say, sorry, we're done now. Um, that happens too. So stay focused on what is important to you. Um, no school or team or location is perfect. Um, I also, I used to always hear as a head coach, the same thing when I was recruiting and that was, you know, um, when an athlete steps on your campus, they often say yes, when they feel something they just can't even describe in words when it's time to commit to you. Um, they often feel like it feels like home. So it's really important not to rush your decision, but to really listen to your heart, listen to your non-negotiables, you know, the things that you know you can't sacrifice in order to make a final decision. And when you sense that you um, feel like, you know what, this is it, even if it's the first school you visit, I mean, I recommend you at least go on two, maybe, like I said, three visits to compare, but sometimes you just know when you know, and it's like that in relationships and it's like that in recruiting. So I never recommend that you make an emotional decision, um, it's often good to step back, go home, sleep on it 24 hours, and then talk about it with all the people that are important to you and then make a final decision. But um, I know that these visits are not always easy. It's not always a straight shot to the right school. But um, those of you who are going on multiple official visits, I hope some of these tips kind of help you and open your eyes um, to having a strategy for yourself to make the best decision that's right for you as a student and an athlete. And the biggest thing is don't be afraid to communicate when you're going through the process and um, listen to your heart, okay? So um, I also wanna encourage all of you who might not be asked on official visits, but you're still a very strong candidate for colleges. Um, I was looking statistically at um, the whole big picture, and I realized that out of the 66 or so Division I gymnastics teams, only half or, or maybe a little less than that really do multiple official visit offers. They just don't have it in their budget or that's not their style of recruiting. So if you're a 2025 and you're getting interest from colleges, but they like to recruit a little later, or they don't like to commit to official visits till spring or another time versus the fall, like you, what you see on social media, don't panic. That's just the way they recruit and um, things open up and change and 
you might be that girl that could step into those positions and still be offered a, a really great opportunity at a college, whether it's a walk-on or a scholarship offer. I see it all the time. So what you're visually seeing right now is, you know, the top 25 schools in the country, that's how they recruit. But everybody else, which is a whole lot of schools, um, don't recruit that way. That's just either not in their budget or it's not their style of recruiting. So you're still in the game. You still have lots of opportunities. So keep working hard, stay in your lane, um, focus on schools that your skills match their skills and just keep doing what you're doing in school, do a great job on your academics. And uh, if you need help and you're not sure of the schools that you are targeting, I think that's the key in all of this is really to be targeting the right schools and then to come up with a really good strategy. So your parents aren't spending thousands of dollars going to all these camps when they're not going to, you know, be the right fit for you. Um, you really can help and benefit from getting an outside perspective of all of that. We're here for that. Um, and we just wish you all the best. Don't give up, keep working hard and try to have fun. You've worked super hard to get to this point. If you're 24 and 25 right now, going through the process, um, hang in there, stay positive. I've seen so many girls get recruited late in their junior and fall into their senior year as well. So we wish you all the best. And thanks for joining me here at College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. Thanks so much for joining us today on the podcast. And until next time, we are in your corner. Stay tuned for more great content for the parent and athlete here on College Recruiting with Jill Hicks.